Jalenka stink! NBA Strayer, how are you going? How you going, mate? That's right, it's NBA Strayer, it's Friday, 2GIF, am I right? Fuck it Friday, March 4th. I'm your host, James Clements, I'm a writer sometimes, for whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, sweating like a priest near a preschool. I'm in my Gary Payton jersey today. Bloody humid, mate. Uh, anyway, here hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Strayer a bit. Not too much to rep today. Paddy found his shot again. That was kind of nice. Uh, either way, KD's back. We had Jar versus Boston. Reggie Jackson owns LA because the Lakers stink. The Lakers stink! Didn't have to tell you that. And uh, all the games wrapped from today in the NBA Australia game wraps. Uh, we've got That's Not a Knife, Old Made, No Made, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, Dickhead of the Week. We've got Yeah Nas, the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and Outback Takehouse. We're serving up a flame girl take. There's a brief uh, Australian player watching a Luke Longley Memorial bloke who just does their bloody job before we preview and pick every single game for the weekend. Absolute cracking weekend of basketball ahead. Uh, and we'll finish off with a classic cooking with Bainsey for you, just to finish off your week. Just right, bro. Just right. Right, let's get into it. Episode 767 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Better watch out for the chuck attack if you're the Lakers. Refusing to say their name for the rest of the season until they've won a playoff game. That's pretty funny. Don't mind it. Uh, just always enjoy the uh, look when there's a big blowout. Oh, it wasn't even a blowout Lakers Clippers until the uh, second half. But Chuck and <laughs> the inside of the NBA crew just kind of being leery of the Lakers is always fun. And, of course, we've got the uh, awesome Jar versus Boston game prior to that. And, you know, they're doing their job. It was good. Right, let's get stuck in today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Street with a daily whip around. KD was back. Enjoyed that. Kind of nice. Uh, sticking with the nits. Joe Harris, though. Done for the year. Needs another surgery in his ankle. That is brutal. Ben Simmons. Uh, Sean Marks reckons that the nits will begin to ramp up. Big Simo Ben Simmons, a.k.a. Box Hill. Benny, get him into game shape after next week. Oh, bro, when's our, uh, our match against uh, Philly again? Oh, March 10? Yeah, let's uh, ramp up for March 16, eh, against Orlando. Uh, Kyrie, NBA Kanye, he's a uh, high... I love this. One of the great moments in uh, NBA reporting history uh, where you just discover how much someone is in the bag for somebody else, right? Access reporting, access journalism. Uh, so Shams is all like, oh, yeah, Kyrie's hired Shatella Riley Irving as his new agent. Stella Riley Irving is believed to currently be the only black woman representing an active NBA player. Shams completely not actually pointing out that Stella Riley Irving is actually NBA Kanye's stepmom. <laughs> what the fuck? Great job, Shams. Great job. Sauce Castillo's back. Love that. Scored 100 points over his last couple of G League games and got a deal with the Celtics out of it. 
Jeez, they're going to love that. Victor Depot And the Miami Heat is back. I love this. It's going to be on Monday against the Rockets, which is kind of, you know, slightly ironic. Uh, well, actually, I believe that might be Tuesday our time. Uh, because that was obviously the team that, having received Victor Oladipo in the James Harden trade, going, yes, we've got ourselves, like, a pretty good replacement for James. Ah, oh, he doesn't want to play here. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's trade him to, like, Miami for nothing. Uh, boom, off they go. He's back. I'm excited about that. Brad Beal reckons it's fair to say. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair to say that he's leaning towards re-signing with the Wizards. Uh, sorry, just... Uh, Let's crank that one. Oh, oh, duh! You mean Brad Beal say, says it's fair to say that he's leaning towards re-signing with the Wiz so he can make $60 million more dollars? Yeah, man, it's fair to say that. That's not a bad idea, right? Eh? Uh, the OG Ananobi is out for another two weeks with his uh, busted finger for the Raptors. Uh, I do wonder if he might be back a little bit earlier because he was even sort of saying, yeah, look, the doctor reckons in about two weeks he should be fully healed. But it feels pretty good now. It's like, all right. That sounds like a guy's going to come back in like eight days. And finally, DeAndre Jordan. He's cleared waivers and he's uh, joining the Philadelphia 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6s uh, for the rest of the season, obviously. Thus, uh, you know, giving them a bit of a backup and continuing the run of the Sixers signing former Lakers centers to back up Joel Embiid. You love it. First, Dwight Howard. Then, Andre Drummond. Now... DeAndre Jordan, you love to see it. The coaches of the month were announced. Ime Udoka of your Boston Celtics and Quinn Snyder of the Utah Yaz. It's a soft J. Uh, the players of the month were announced as well. Dim DeRozan there and Luka Doncic. And, of course, the rookies of the month in the East. It was Scotty Barnes up there in Toronto. And our man, the Yarraville Yahoo, the mop-top mumber himself, Josh Giddy. Giddy, yeah. He's won four straight rookies of the month. It's unbelievable. Uh, beating out, who else is in the West? Jalen Green, old cum bucket, Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> Tough scenes. All right, there you go. And that's all the news fit to print today. So let's do some game wraps, shall we? Game wraps, 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 game wraps. The game wraps today, we had a belter, Atlanta, Chicago. Hawks hold on to win this one, 130-124. This was a really heartening win, I reckon, for the Hawks. Back and forth all game. The Bulls fell out of control for pretty much the entire game. And the Hawks can never sort of just fuck them up. And then right at the end, after the Bulls sort of look like they pull it out, Trey just goes absolutely ham, starts making every three. He hits four threes down the stretch. Uh, it was like a 118-116 Bulls lead with two minutes to go. And Atlanta scored 14 more points. 14-6 to six as they closed it out. It was crazy. That is a great win for Atlanta. Like, Bogdan smashed into three, Trey hit another, and they were just doing work. And the Bulls just had, like, zero answers. Like, it was only DeMar DeRozan, Kobe White. Levine wasn't even taking shots at that point. I mean, he had a dunk right at the end, but that was it. Uh, that is a great win for Atlanta. They needed it. I picked it yesterday just because I thought the size of Atlanta with DeAndre, Hannah, and Capella and Co. might just sort of stymie Chicago, and it kind of did. They did need Trey to go absolutely ham, but they had just enough. So the Bulls, they went 14-26 from three, shot 59% from the floor and lost. It's crazy. That's how good the uh, Hawks played. 22-7-8 for DeMar. 21-11-5 for Vooch. And Adam, <laughs> Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, uh, had 22, goes 4-7 from downtown. Oh, Dasuma goes for 13-4, the Trey stopper. 
He got stopped in his tracks by Trey a couple of times. 15 and 5 off the bench for Kobe. Kobe White and Troy Brown Jr. hit three threes, free for free, without a miss for his nine points. The Hawks, look, how do you beat a team that goes 14 to 26 from three and shoots almost 60% from the floor? Well, you shoot 18 to 40 from downtown and shoot almost, uh, well, 52.4% yourself when they're only five turnovers. That's how you win a game. Trey Young at 16 in the fourth quarter. He was awesome, 39 and 13. He might pop up again later. Bogdan Bogdanovich at 20. DeAndre Hunter at 18. He, I just, look, I love a bit of DeAndre Hunter. He's just a big fucking wing who just will make you work. And Kevin fucking Huerta. They both made a couple of threes, actually. He had 17 Huerta. Clint Capella had 12-11-3 as well. Chicago, they're now 39-24. Uh, their defense really needs to kick up a notch. You know, that's how it goes. You lose Caruso, you lose Lonzo. Suddenly you're losing to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta are 13-32. Memphis, Boston played an absolute belter. 120, the Celtics win this one. 107, crazy start to this one. No one could hit a shot. Uh, Boston end up getting up pretty handily early. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a sick block. Uh, but Ja Morant starts 0-6. And I don't know what's going on in Boston, but everyone's getting hurt there at the moment. So Stephen Adams, bro, uh, had to leave the court, which I'm pretty sure Stephen Adams can't be hurt by conventional weapons. So it must have been pretty bad. Then Aaron Naismith goes out, who was filling in for Jalen Brown, who got hurt there the other day, and so did, obviously, Trey Young. And then later in the game, they lose Derek White, too. But I don't know. Memphis stayed with them in the first half. Jar had that sick alley-oop, just back off uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson, just who's grinning off his fucking mate. Uh only down two at the halfway of the Grizz. And then, I don't know, man, Boston, third quarter heroes, 37 points. The D kicked in a bit. But that was it. It was also their size, like Al, Time Lord, Tatum. They were just, like, absolutely bullying Memphis. And then Derek White and Danny Tice kept them rolling as well. They're up 11 going to the fourth. And, look, they lose Derek White. But Al Horford just... Fucking out of nowhere, played the game of his season. Ripped off a 13-3 run they did. Go up 17 in the middle of the fourth, and that was it from there. Uh, the Grizz, look, Desmond Bain finally got his shot going late, but the Celtics just out-executed him down the stretch. Tatum was awesome. What, what a game from him. Uh, Jar still had 38, which is pretty incredible for an 0-6 start. Ends up 13-29 from the floor. 4-12 uh, from downtown. 20-7 for Triple J. Desmond Bain, 17 points. Goes 5-10 from 3, but... Early on, you're just like, oh, God. But, yeah, it was the problem of, like, Tyus Jones going 1 of 6, 2 of 7 for DeAnthony Melton, 3 of 7 for slow-mo, 2 of 6 for Zaya Williams. Just not enough there from the uh, supporting crew. The Celtics, meanwhile, went 16 to 37 from downtown. Tatum had 37, 6, and 5. He was awesome. Shot 14 to 25 from the floor. Just an absolute sort of great backup game to the really, really good game he played against Atlanta the other day. So... Nice one for Tatum. Uh, who else did pretty good stuff for the Celtics? Well, I'll tell you. Marcus Smart had 18 and 12 assists. Not bloody bad. But average L. Horford, 21, 15, and 5. That's right. 21, 15, and 5 for old as shit Al Horford. You love it. Time Lord had 10, 12, and 3 steals and 3 blocks. Absolute defensive menace. But Shaq doesn't know who the fuck he is. Uh, Derek White, 12, 4, and 2. And Grant Williams out there just knocking in 3 from 3 from 3. 3 for 3 for 3. Yeah. Uh, he is just so reliable from downtown now. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, Memphis now 43 and 21. Boston, 38 and 27. Miami came back and beat Brooklyn 113, 107 without Jimmy Butler, without PJ Tucker, no big Budokar Larry. Turns out, no hassles. 
You've still got Bam. You've still got Hero. Off you go. Off they went. KD was back, and it felt like that solved a lot of problems in Brooklyn. They were up early. They were flying, actually. And then, bam, like in that third quarter, Miami focused, took the lead with a big third quarter. Outscored them pretty handily up fourth, up four going into the fourth quarter and then just kept stretching that lead. Look, KD made this sort of inevitable run. It was a two-point game, but it was just too much effort like for Brooklyn without any of the other weapons sort of out there. Like Seth Curry couldn't hit a shot. Gore on the fog, Dragic showed a couple of nice little spots. Patty found his shot, but yeah, it was all KD and not much else. Like Bruce Brown at 21. Tells you a lot about this game. Uh, KD with 31-4-4. What did I say yesterday? It's amazing how he comes back from injury and it just hasn't missed a fucking beat. I don't know how he does it. It's incredible. Uh, 21 for Bruce Brown, as mentioned. Seth Curry goes 3-10 for his 8 points. Gore on the flock, tragic. 9 points on 10 shots. Patty, though. 14 points coming off the bench. 4-5 of five from downtown. You'd love to see that. Bam! Adebayo dominated, though. The Nets out there going, Nah, man, we're going to be fine with our big man rotation now. And everyone's like, hey, who's in your big man rotation, Brooklyn? And they're like, oh, um, yeah. So a big man rotation might involve starting Andre Drummond. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he fucking stinks. Lamarcus Aldridge got cooked. He had five points on four shots, and, yeah, Bam just smushed him. 30-11-6 for Bam. Shot 12 of 15. Unbelievable. There goes my hero. Who's going to see Foo Fighters tonight? 27 points for Hero, 8-19. Uh, from the floor. Strews had 21, goes 6 of 12 from downtown. It's always someone on the heat, isn't it? Gabe Vincent or Strews or Duncan. Uh, Caleb Martin today goes 3 of 5 from downtown, 8 of 11. He had 22. Duncan Robinson couldn't buy a bucket. 0 of 3 all from downtown. Didn't matter. Miami roll in the end. 32 32 for Brooklyn, 42 22 for Miami. Detroit! Detroit basketball. Just do what they always do when they play Toronto because it's Dwayne Casey. They beat him 108 106. What did I tell you in yesterday's show? Take Detroit, bro, plus eight and a half. Uh, if, that, if Dwayne Casey could just coach against Toronto every game, Toronto like would be cooked and Detroit would be the one seat. Like, it's crazy. Uh, they held on just down the stretch. Big bucket from Big Deke Bay at the end and a big missed free throw from Preston Sature that uh, was pretty brutal. Uh, but the Raps, look, they couldn't get anything to go. They went 7-26 from three. No Fred Van Vliet with the fight in Van Vliet's. Uh, Siakam goes for 28-5-2. Th- uh, Four turnovers, though. 10 of 15 shooting, but didn't even attempt a three. Scotty Barnes goes for 21, 10, and 2 because he's awesome. Uh, Precious, 18, and 7. The problem was Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. going 4 of 23. What? Yeah, that might pop up again later. The Pistons, Cade Cunningham was awesome. 22, 12, and 5 for the number one pick from last year. 4 and 9 from downtown. God, he looks good sometimes. And it's like getting more and more, uh, I don't know, inevitable that... Each game, he just gets a little bit better and better. I love it. Uh, 26 for Jeremy. Jeremiah, Grant. Big Deke Bay had 23-6-3 and, and 11 points for uh, Hamadou Diallo off the bench. It's a big win. Detroit, all Dwayne Casey does is beat his old team. Toronto are 34-28. Detroit, 16-47. Dallas and Luca cooked Golden State. 122-113. Awesome game. Dallas had control of this for most of it. They were up 17 in the third quarter, but then... It's the Warriors. No lead is safe. Boom! Clay, come bucket. Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Poole, huge run from the Warriors. They tie it up at 104. But what do I say here at NBA Australia all the time? Don't trust people who say, I always say. Uh, but also, this is just, it's a tried and true thing when it comes to NBA basketball. It's so much effort to come back from a big, big, big deficit to get up 
after tying it, just fucking, it's sometimes just a pain in the ass. And then, boom, the Mavs rip off another 18-9 run from there on. And that was that. Like a small ball team like the Mavs, that's the exact kryptonite for the uh, Warriors at the moment uh, without Draymond. And Golden State just look a bit fucky. I'm going to talk about that again later. But uh, the Mavs, like Luka was just fucking amazing all game. Uh, Finney Smith was really good. Reggie Bullock had a huge three late, and uh, away they went. Spencer Dinwiddie, I just love that sort of extra bit of composure he gives them next to uh, Luca and Brunson coming off the bench. So good stuff. Uh, the Warriors went 15 of 30 from three, but Steph only took 15 shots, goes four or five from downtown. It's one of those ones where you're like, ah, yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> Shouldn't he be taking about 16 threes in this game? 21 points, nine assists for him. Clay had 16 points on 17 shots. Wigo, that's right, Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan, all-star, 17 points on 7 of 17 shooting. Uh, Poole, he was huge, actually, Jordan Poole, 23 points for him, 8 of 12, he shot, he was really good. Moses Moody was perfect from the floor, 5 of 5 and 3 of 3 from 3, 3 for 3, uh, 13 points for him, looking good. Meanwhile, for the Mavs, Luke Doncic, 41, 10 and 9, he was masterful, 15 of 26 he shot, he was awesome. And there was a couple of threes. I don't know if you know, you know, if you noticed this, but he was like going to his right. And it's like, oh shit, step back. Boom, watch out. Luke is adding fucking extra things to his game. You're all in trouble now. Dory Finney Smith, 18 points. He went four or five from three. Reggie Bullock goes four or 12 from downtown for his 15. Sniper alert. Uh, big three, though. Late, as mentioned. Uh, Jalen Brunson had 14, three, four, and two or two shooting from downtown. Just so fucking handy. I love him. And Spitzel, Spitzel, Dinwiddie. Perfect. Love it. It's a great role for him off the bench. 17 and 7. You love to see that. And 13 and 8 for Powell. Big win for Dallas. They just have Golden State's numbers number at the moment. 43 and 20 for the Warriors. 38 and 25 for your absolutely amazing Dallas Mavericks. Sacramento beat the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. 115-112. Uh, in a game, look, it was only that close, really, because they pulled a couple of threes out of their ass right at the end. They're up 19 on the Spurs at one point, the Kings. Uh, they pulled it back to six going into the fourth quarter, but San Antonio can never quite just get over the hump. What did I just say about the Warriors? Like, it takes a lot of effort. And uh, San Antonio could never quite get over. Despite DeJunte Murray and Lonnie Walker the fourth playing out of their fucking minds, they couldn't quite get there. So I was watching bits of this, and, like, the Kings just sort of had an answer. And, like, the Spurs defense, you're like, ah, oh, yes. I guess that would be a problem if you're giving up 115 points to the Kings and you can't quite keep up. Uh, DeJunte had 29, 12, and 7. He's awesome. 30 for Lonnie Walker off the bench. Uh, 5 of 11 from downtown. Devin Vassell goes 4 of 9 from 3 as well. 16, 6, and 4 for Teenage Mutant. Yaka Pertle. Uh, but they're let down from uh, a couple of their starters. Gowden Johnson, Dougie McBuckets combined for 2 of 11. From the floor, Josh Richardson goes over three. Yeah, not enough there for the Spurs. Darren Fox at 26 and 9 for the Kangs, 27 and 5 for Black Falcon, Harrison Barnes, and the Suvlaki King, 12, 12, and 6. I just love the way he orchestrates his team now. It's crazy. Uh, Damian Jones had 10 and 7 on 5 of 5 shooting. Juzzy Holiday couldn't hit a fucking barn if he was standing next to it. 2 or 12 from 3 for his 12 points. But anyway, San Antonio now 24 and 39, and Sacramento 24 and 41. And then the Battle of LA again. The Clippers win it. Same as on the weekend. 132-111. And that actually, uh, what's that, 21 points is, I don't know, actually nice to the Lakers because it wasn't that close in the second half. The craziest part was it was a three-point game after a first half where the Clippers were up 17. 
smashing in threes from everywhere. The Lakers look dead in the water, then boom, 14-zip run at the end of the second quarter, get them right back in it. Lobs, dunks, and ones. Reeves to Monk was fucking shook. Uh, then boom, Clippers up 20. <laughs> as soon as you turn around, you're like, oh, fuck, what just happened? Uh, and it was because the Lakers came out of the halftime uh, break deciding to play zero defense. Which, look, it's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out. Oh, no, it worked out in a 19-2 run. And then it was a 28-4 run. And it settled at around like a 32-6 run. I think there might have been a 21-zip run in there as well. It was a 25-point game. The Lakers just gave it. was like suddenly it's a 30-point game having been a three-point deficit at halftime. 30-point game in the third quarter. That's how bad it got. Ends up 40-18 to 18 in the third quarter, and it was just over from there. Uh, Reggie Jackson just destroying everybody. Like, it was only a 25-point deficit at the fourth because Kent Bazemore just rattled in a fucking fluky-ass three at the uh, buzzer. Uh, so, look, I don't know what to say about it, but the Lakers' defense is horrible, and the Lakers just stink. The Lakers stink! Don't take it just from me. Uh, LeBron James goes for 26-8-4. and four. Couldn't hit a shot late. 17-8 uh, and eight for Rusty Westbrook. Three assists, two turnovers. Brutal. 7-16 shooting. Malik Monk has 12. 2-5 on threes. Reeves has 9. 13 for Camelo Anthony. And, uh, yeah, not much else. Wayne Wayno Ellington had 12 points in 12 minutes. Uh, garbage time. Stanley Johnson didn't really give him too much. There's just nothing on this team. Like, they stink. No reason, no Bradley, no THT. They're a horrible team. They're just brutal. And the Clippers just picked them apart. 36 for Reggie Jackson. 14 and 30. 14 of 30 he shot. 4 of 8 from downtown. He was fucking awesome. He had 9 assists, 8 rebounds. 19 and 9 for Zoobs. He and Isaiah Hartenstein. Hello. Dominated. Hartenstein had 12, 5 and 5. 14 for Mook Morris. He hit two or three from three. Batum hit a couple of threes in that third quarter as well. T-Man had nine, four, and four. They just fucking dismantled them. Kennard hit three or four from three as well and was like really just sinking the boot in. They barely had to play him after that. He had 11 points. What an all-round just shit pumping by the Clippers. They went 17 of 27 from downtown. That's 63% for all the math magicians at home. 63%. On threes. It's insane. Well, you know how you shoot 63% from three? If the other team decides just not to fucking guard you. So that's what happens. The Lakers are now 27 and 35, looking shaky as fuck. And the Clippers are 34 and 31. And Ty Lu is now getting way more deserved Coach of the Year vibes. Because this team, look, Paul George, not playing. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Not playing, but they did delete a uh, video, the Clippers, a social media video of Mook Morris shooting around with uh, Kawhi shooting around in the background. Obviously, still no Norm Powell either. Like, absolutely insane, and they're still cruising along. Awesome day. Let's do a uh, bit of NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, who do you like? Tatum, 37, 6, and 5. He was awesome. Awesome. In a game where it's like Ja Morant is the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread, Tatum is the one who's like, as my home floor, fuck you. 14 of 25 he shot. He played awesome. And similar to that Atlanta game, I think without Jalen Brown there, he's just taking on that little bit of extra responsibility and just fucking revels in it. That was a great game from Tatum. 
Trey Young, what a fourth quarter for him to get over the top of Chicago. 16 points in the last quarter. Four made threes in that time. He goes for 39 points, 13 assists. He shot 11 of 18 and 7 of 9 from downtown. 10 of 10 at the stripe. Then a couple of other ones. Luka Doncic, 41-10-9 against the Warriors. He was incredible. I already mentioned the shooting stats. Holy shit, he went 15-26, 4-10 from 3. How about Reggie Jackson? 36 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, a couple of steals, 4 of 8 from 3. Oh. Average Al Horford, 40 minutes he played. That's right. 36-year-old average Al Horford, 21 points. 15 rebounds, 5 dimes on 8 of 16 shooting. He goes 4 of 8 from 3. And he had 2 blocks. I repeat, 36-year-old average Al Horford, 21, 15, and 5. With 8 of 16 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. What a fucking game. So, Tatum, Trey Young, average Al, Luca, Reggie. Look, I think I might have to give the Giant a Stones Award to Reggie Jackson because he went into, you know, a Clipper home game in LA against the Lakers and fucking put Rusty Westbrook to the torch, basically told the Lakers fans there to go fuck themselves and shit-pump the Lakers. What a performance. But I also loved it. Like, you got Tatum, Trey, Luca, a bunch of young dudes, and then you got Average L and another vet like Reggie Jackson out there crushing it. So, love to see it. That was awesome. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Rusty Westbrook talking some shit to Reggie Jackson was pretty funny when you've got 17 points and 16 shots. You might want to chill out there, Rusty. But Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr., I mentioned this 4 of 28 he shot. Sorry, 4 of 23. Uh, <laughs> 3 of 15 from downtown. 3 of 15! That's not very good. 4 assists, 1 turnover. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned, Juzzy Holiday, 5 of 16 for him. 2 of 12 from downtown for 12 points. Absolute shocking. But Gary Terrence Trindarby Jr., I love him, but a 4 of 23 performance is pretty spud worthy. Uh, who's all about new mates, though? Old oh, mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, I mean, the Lakers in LA. Like a couple more performances like this, and this is going to be a Clippers town, yo. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of weird. Like, the fact that the Clippers are now winning season series is against the Lakers. You're like, hang on. This is not how it usually goes. And for this game, without Paul George, without Kawhi, (laughs) two dudes that you'd sort of go, all right, well, you can go and maybe try to slow down LeBron. Didn't matter. Off they went. The Lakers in LA might be old mate no mates right now because that is a tough watch. Pantsing of the Knights. Bit of a pantsing, like uh, Reggie Jackson got just the chase down block treatment from LeBron and it just sort of spurred him on. (laughs) So I feel like it's more the Lakers getting pants because in that second half, like as soon as LeBron sort of drives to the hoop, uh, has like the wrap up by Mook Morris and sort of throws the ball in um, to get the N1, there's no continuation given. They want to try to review it. They can't. And then they got absolutely shit pumped from that exact moment onwards. I mean, a 28 to 4 run, 32 to 6. A 30-point deficit from a 3-point deficit. That is an all-time pantsing by a team that you share a building with. So, Lakers, you just got pantsed. Who is better, Lonzo Ball? 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. This might be uh, another one for Scotty Barnes because 21 and 10, uh, two assists are still in a block. I just love his game. So they lose the game to Cade, though. So you kind of want to maybe give it to Cade, but Cade's a number one pick. Scotty Barnes, number four. Better than Alonzo Ball right there. One of three from downtown, one of which was a desperation heave right at the end. Uh, but 21 and 10, Scotty Barnes wins Rookie of the Month for the East, beating out Mobley. And you got to feel like if he keeps this up just a little bit, he and Gids and Mobley, it's going to be fucking tough to split them towards the end of the season for uh, Rookie of the Year. Huh? And finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week! Uh, this one's going to be James Harden. Oh, man, Philly are awesome now. Look how good James Harden's playing. If Look. So, what, I had six years' worth of Nets season tickets. Uh, wouldn't call myself a Nets fan. Always a Sonics fan first. But if I were a Nets fan, I'd be fucking ropeable at this dickhead. Fucking beardy, fat man, hoop, dipshit clan. Comes out of nowhere. Nah, my hemi's fine, bro. Playing with actual fucking purpose. Let it just be completely fucking clear that Harden dogged the boys. Harden 100% dogged the boys. He dogged KD. He dogged uh, Kyrie. Kyrie also dogged the boys by being a fucking moron. But at the same time, Harden just giving half effort and fucking around. You don't do that to a team with fucking Patty Mills and a James Harden. Go blow it out your ass, you dickhead. Oh, no, I didn't want to request a trade because I didn't want people to think that I'd requested a trade. You very clearly requested a fucking trade, you idiot. You are the dickhead of the week for that half-assed effort to force your way out of Brooklyn, down the road to Philly, and, oh, no, I'm all good now, eh? What a dickhead. Right, you know, after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Can do some year nails, and they're brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped. That's right. March Madness is almost here. Are you excited? How good is college basketball? Love it. Uh, not everyone can have the perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season with the uh, sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. That's right. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their ultra-premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head-to-toe in this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling Final Four fresh. That's right. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. This is the Cinderella run you're not going to want to miss. I'll tell you what, when the clock winds down in March, you know what's great? Being clutch. Don't get upset. Get the ultra-premium collection, keep everything under control. I'll tell you what, look, the importance of a grinding, of an actual grooming routine can't be understated. I'll tell you what, it's like, you know... All you're trying to do throughout March Madness, throughout March essentially, is not have your partner being angry with you. And this in ultra premium collection, you've got all the premium deodorant. It's not for your balls, it's for your armpits. It's amazing. You've got hydrating body moisturizer. If you've got dry skin or tats like I do, holy shit. Uh, 
It'll keep your skin feeling fresh, clean, smooth. It's awesome. There's body wash. There's a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and a three-pack set of lip balm. It's absolute. I've been smashing this lip balm. It is unreal. And I'll tell you what, old mate reckons it's pretty bloody good. Uh, so that's four products and a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection water score. So I'll tell you what. This is the way you do it. Hop in the shower, scrub it up with that uh, Manscaped body wash, then wash your hair and wrap, sort that out with the shampoo and conditioner. Keep your noggin togging. Dry off, spray on the hydrating body moisture, get all that nice and uh, reinvigorated, then boom, the deodorant. So you don't stink up the joint. So go check it out. Get 20% off from free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping over at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Make sure you call a Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. It'll be your relationships, I'm just saying. Right, <laughs> let's get into the NRs for today. Some ripper ones. Here we go. Number one, should Brad Beal stay in Washington? Oh, yeah, it's, it's fair to say that I might like doing that. Yeah, nah, nah, he shouldn't. But the question should be, should Brad Beal sign the Mega Max extension with Washington and then get the fuck out of D.C. Yeah, nah, yes. Get paid, Bradley, with your uh, five-year, $246 million Megamax if you uh, decline your 36.5 mil option next year. Yeah, that's the way he should do. Like, I reckon Brad Bill also sort of has the vibe about him, right? He's like, I enjoy being the man on the shit team as long as I'm getting paid like the man. This is fucking awesome. That said, it's going to get pretty fucking old pretty fucking quickly unless some of these young dudes, Kuzma, Rui, Danny, Corey Kispert, actually do pop that little bit more and they're actually a little bit more fucking like the start of the year, (laughs) you know, actually competing. But at the same time, of course he's going to sign the extension because that's that's the way he's actually going to get paid heaps and then he can fucking bounce. Just saying. There you go. So Brad Beal... Shouldn't stay in Washington, but will he? Yes, because he's going to get paid. And then he can fuck off. Is Victor Oladipo a secret weapon for the heat, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Uh, Nah, I think their secret weapon is being healthy. (laughs) And having Jimmy Butler. Uh, Victor, look, I'm really excited to see how Victor goes in coming back from his just horrible quad injury. Um... If he gives them anything, it's a bonus, right? Like, because it's costing him fuck all. He's just there. He's been rehabbing on their dime. If he comes back and he's half decent, gives them, like, what? Another sort of Jimmy Butler-ish kind of Swiss Army knife. If he can actually shoot it a little bit better. But the problem is, like, I don't think he's that much of a secret weapon. He's just kind of like another handy piece to throw out there. And you sort of hope for the best and hope that he can sort of uh, re reestablish some of that form. Because I would love to see some Victor Oladipo rather than just him being an R&B singer. Him being an actual good basketball player are going to be kind of neat. And uh, the Heat, look, I just wouldn't expect the world, you know? Yeah, it's a tough one. But it's just kind of a good story. I just want him to come back. I want everybody to be healthy all the time. That's all I want. Uh, Steve Kerr said, I know we feel really confident in the West. There's a lot of great teams, but we feel confident playing against any of them. That's why I'm not in panic mode. Should the Warriors actually be in panic mode? Yeah, nah, yes. But also, nah. But also, maybe, yeah. Like, if Draymond doesn't come back, it's absolute fucking panic mode because his defense, uh, it's cooked. The last 15 games, like, they've still got the best defensive rating for the year, but in the last 15 games, they've gone 8-7, and seven, 
and their defense is essentially tied for bottom 10. Like, that's fucked. Like, what's going on? They've got a top 10 offense for the year. Last 15 games, it drops down to 12. But I think it's like one of the sort of advantages of seeing so much Warriors on TV because, you know, they're such a big draw. We do see them a fair amount, and you're like realizing that they are relying a really fucking large amount on pool, come bucket, Kaminga. And anytime you rely on Maple Jordan, Andrew Wiggins, you might be up shit creek. That's all star Andrew Wiggins to you, sorry. Because uh, Steph, ever since he literally broke the three point record, hasn't quite felt as dangerous. Like the MVP vibes for Steph have dropped off substantially because <laughs> it was right there. They were the one seed for ages. They were feeling good. But Draymond is kind of just since he's been out since the start of fucking January, the wheels, they're not exactly off, but they're not firmly fucking fastened. You know what I'm saying? So look, the Warriors shouldn't be quite in panic mode if they know that Draymond's coming back, if they know that they get James Huaz, man. But uh, at the moment, I wouldn't be fucking sitting there going, no, we're all good. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. So Draymond said, Lakers fans booing LeBron. Let's not be spoiled brats. You can 100% be spoiled, but let's not be brats. That was about as bratty as something as I've ever seen, considering this team just won a championship not even a full two years ago. I thought it was utterly ridiculous. Nope. You're wrong, Draymond. I think it's not bratty at all because this is in line with expectations, and I think fans should be allowed to boo whenever the fuck they want. You know? I don't think this is even bratty for Lakers fans. They expect greatness all their time. Their history has shown that. And, I mean, it's not exactly like LeBron has endeared himself to Lakers fans, right? After tickling fucking Cleveland's nuts for an entire All-Star weekend, trying to force the Lakers to trade the bloke that he made them fucking trade all their debt for in the offseason, and for them to fucking fire their GM... I mean, LeBron's gutted this team for his mates, and now you're in the fucking nine seed. I mean, LeBron literally at the start of this season was like, oh, he literally told everyone to keep that energy. Keep that energy, like later on. It's like, well, I think we are. And the energy is like, you guys fucking stink. What is going on? The Lakers stink. And if you don't back up that shit with winning, guess what? Your home fans can boo you. This is also, like, I think a weird sort of aspect uh, that is probably underplayed, right? In the annals of NBA history, the Lakers having just won a title, they didn't do it in front of their own fans. You know? It's the Mickey Mouse Disney title. So the Lakers fans are kind of, like, counting that one going, yeah, we won it. It's like, but you didn't do it in front of your fans. So they don't feel pretty much as connected to that title to LeBron because he's spending all of his time basically, you know, planning his fucking golden parachute out of LA. And here we are. It's so weird. Anyway, speaking of which, Outback Takehouse for today. It's Friday at Outback and you know what that means. Oh yeah, ice cold 4 for 1 TGIF Foster's oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's lager. That's right, it's Australian for horse piss. Nah, really, that's what we call it. A horse takes a lash and we go, oh, there's a bit of Foster's Lager for you. Better get a big oil drum can and fill her up and sell it to those bloody yanks over there at Outback Takehouse. Goes great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is, if LeBron wants to stay in LA and be on a contender, 
LeBron 100% should force a trade this offseason to the Clippers. Only at Outback. Just look at the amount of fight in this Clippers team that doesn't have three of their best players on it versus what the Lakers just gave us today. Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, we're missing Anthony Davis. The Clippers don't have their three top scorers. All right, Australian Player Watch, right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. I mentioned Paddy Thrills finally found his shot again uh, today against the Miami Hoot. 14 points, 5 of 8 from the floor, 4 of 5 from downtown, which was uh, just as well because the three-point comp had very clearly just sort of screwed up Paddy's routine a little bit, made it just a little bit janky. So after four games where he scored 1 point, 1 point, 3 points, 8 points, finally gets uh, more than two shots to drop and uh, off he went. So you love to see that. Benny Simmons was out there rebounding for some of his mates on the net. You love to see that too. And Josh Green, who's Josh Green, in the win versus Golden State today for the Mavericks, 17 minutes, he scored three points. He went one of one from downtown. It was awesome. Unfortunately, missed the other three shots he took. So he went one of four from the floor for his three points, one of one from downtown. Did also have two rebounds, one assist and one steal. And God, I just love him out there. He just gives him a nice dose of energy. And uh, for Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale, out there against Sacramento today, did not play. Coach's decision because Greg Popovich is a fucking loser who hates Australians. Right, Luke Longley Award for Role Player of the Week. Uh, The bloke who just does their bloody job. It's been one of the sort of weird revelations, and I've flip-flopped on him a fair amount because it's Nick Batum. (laughs) I steal your money. He's popped up here before, but I mean, today he plays 19 minutes against the Lakers, and I'm just watching him. He just sort of does enough annoying shit that gets under the opposition's skin. And then also hits a couple of threes here and there, gives him a little bit of pop, plays a little bit of sort of okay defense here and there, even though he's, what, 33? But today he has, what, six points. He goes 2-2 two two from downtown, five rebounds, three assists, and sort of just knows his role. And, I mean, that's kind of the thing about this entire Clippers team. They're basically a bunch of Luke Longley Memorial blokes who just do their bloody job, role players of the weeks, between Mook Morris, that fuckhead, uh, but Reggie Jackson, the Duckman, Luke Kennard, Quack Quack, Trey Man, T-Man. Uh, no, it's Terrence Man, isn't it? And uh, even like Zoobs and Hartenstein, hello, they know that they're not stars, but all they do is go out and kick some ass. I fucking love it. Go Clippers. Uh, I did say the other day that I don't want to talk about the Clippers ever again, but man, they keep beating the fucking Lakers, and guess what? We'll talk about them. All right, Patty Mills Game Day Bull at Game Day Twitter check-in. All right, so this one's just a Patty Mills repost on his IG. Uh, it's a great one as well. Fijian volunteers singing uh, while helping clean up in Lismore as well, which is really awesome. Uh, so I'd say go check that out because it was uh, pretty, pretty gnarly. Uh, Patty Mills, always just being an inspiring dude, even on the IGs. Right, let's do some game previews for the entire weekend. Game previews! Game previews! Thanks, Inverted Bane. Are you upset that you're not in the new Batman? Uh, are you sure, Jimmy? Because you haven't seen it. Oh, uh, that's a good point. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I do know that we do have... We've got a Riddler, right? Paul Dano is the Riddler? Who else is in it? I don't know. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to see another Batman. How many times can we tell the same story? Uh, right. Today's picks went three of seven. Absolute brutality. 
trusted the Lakers. Uh, learned a lesson. I did nail the Dallas pick at least. And uh, away we go. And of course, my Detroit pick. So hooray. Uh, we have nine games. to. Oh, that leaves us, I think. So three of seven leaves us at 531 of 921 for the year. So still doing pretty bloody well. Nine games tomorrow. Indy go to Detroit basketball. Right, Detroit under back-to-back at home against Indy. I'm going to have to go Indy with Brogdon and Halliburton. I think they're just a uh, pretty grown-up basketball team at the moment. You can just do a little bit of something-something. So I'll take the paces against Detroit. Malice at the Palace. Redux. What do you reckon? Jeremy Grant. <laughs> going hammer and tongs. <laughs> against O'Shea Brissett. Uh, but yeah, I'll take the paces. Minus three and a half. Philly, Harden, oh, that dickhead. And uh, Joel Embiid up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Seven and a half point favorite, the Sixers. I think you've got to roll the Sixers. Just so many weapons on that team at the moment. Cleveland, though, they do have a bit of size to throw at Embiid, but the way he's been playing, it might not matter. So I'm going to take the Sixers minus seven and a half. Washington, two and a half point underdogs at home against Atlanta. Now, this is the weird one. Like, Washington have the sort of weird, funky dudes who could probably give Atlanta a bit of their run for their money, but... And, I mean, the Hawks on a back-to-back, I might have to take Washington at home, plus two and a half. Rui, Kispert, Kuzma. They've just got size on the perimeter, and I think that'll uh, annoy Atlanta. So give me Washington, plus two and a half at home. Milwaukee, Chicago. That's a ripper. What a great game. This is going to be Bucks, a three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road in Chicago. Remember, Chicago on a back-to-back. I'm taking the Bucks minus three-and-a-half. Let's go. Buckaroos, Milwaukee. It'll be Ungonquin for the good land again tomorrow. Orlando, they go to Toronto. The Raptors on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the uh, Magic Men to cover here, plus seven and a half. Just because I think Orlando just play hard, play tough. Toronto on a back-to-back. It's just going to be pretty pretty tall order just to keep uh, Orlando away. So Orlando stink, don't get me wrong, but I think they'll cover that and make Toronto work for it. Uh, New Orleans plus three and a half against the Utah Yaz. I'm going to take the Pelicans. They're playing fucking awesome. I think you've got enough weapons. Make CJ. Uh, you've got CJ out there. Brandon Spinner's Ingram. My name is Jonas against the Yaz. I think they can make the Yaz work on both ends. Give me the Pelicans plus three and a half. Minnesota go to OKC. Eight and a half point favorites on the road are the Wolves. Can you trust the Wolves ever? No. Can you against... The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I just don't know who's going to play for the Thunder. I might just feel okay with Minnesota minus 8.5. Uh, Denver, 13.5 point favorites against Houston. Houston, who just went hammer and tongs up against um, Utah yesterday. I'm going to take Denver minus 13.5, though, because Houston have just no answers for uh, the Joker. So give me Denver minus 13.5. Joker will dominate Houston. The Knickerbockers of New York City go to Phoenix. The Knicks are six-and-a-half-point underdogs against Phoenix who are flying even without their uh, dudes. Book will probably still be in the COVID protocol, so I'll take the Knicks here. Plus six-and-a-half. See if they can't just steal one out of nowhere. Sunday, we've got six games. Dallas hosts Sacramento. I'm going the Mavericks because they're a substantially better team than the Kings, but that's always a trap game. The Mavs always play up and down to their uh, opponents. Charlotte hosts San Antonio. This is a tricky one. I've initially picked Charlotte. I don't really like it. San Antonio might be on a bit of a flyer. They've still got to win these games to get pop, you know, the most winningest coach of in you know in NBA history. I just kind of like the way Charlotte went about their business yesterday, so I'll take Charlotte. Philly on a back-to-back play, Miami. Uh, always a good one. I reckon this will be the first game the Philly lose in the new Harden in beat era, so I'll take Miami at home against the Sixers. I think Bam's been playing absolutely awesome. If we get Jimmy Butler back for the Heat, I'll have all the answers for Philly. 
Maybe I'll just slow down hard in a bit. Give me the heaters. Memphis host Orlando. Orlando on a back-to-back. I'll take the Grizzlies. Minnesota take on Portland. Portland are tanking. I'm taking the Wolves even on a back-to-back. And Golden State go to LA to play the Lakers. That's going to be great. Steph versus LeBron. We love to see it. I think LeBron has no chance. Give me the Warriors. Monday, we've got a 5 a.m. start. Brooklyn go to Boston. We get to see Kyrie and KD. You little ripper. I'm going to take Brooklyn in that one. Then KD can, uh, as long as he's feeling okay, take it to Tatum. Millie Walker and Phoenix, a finals rematch. I told you we had some belter games here. This one's at 7.30 in the morning, Monday. Uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix. I'm going to take the Bucks because they're healthy. Phoenix, without CP3 and maybe probably Booker, I'll take the Bucks. Washington host Indy. I'll take the Wizards to get another win there. Memphis go to Houston. Even on a back-to-back, uh, they're going from Memphis to Houston. Not very fast. I'll take the uh, Grizzlies. Utah at OKC. Let's give me the Yaz. Cleveland host Toronto. That's a sneaky good game, too. I'll take the Cavs. It's too much size for Toronto. New Orleans go to Denver. Oh, I think this might be the one where the Pelicans just fall over a little bit and Denver get a sneaky win out of nowhere. And the Knicks play the Clippers. Do you reckon the Knicks can get back-to-back wins? I think they can. On the road. That'd be crazy. We'll change the narrative. Give me the Knicks. And there you go. That's all the weekend. Picked and previewed for you, and we'll wrap all that up for you on Monday. How good's that? Exciting times. I've got a big day not out on uh, Sunday. Final uh, weekend of pub cricket. Well, final, you know, Sunday of pub cricket. Shit face playing some actual cricket. Should be great fun. Um, so, yeah, expect a pretty dusty Jimmy on Monday, just saying. Uh, either way, we'll be back talking about all those games. In the meantime, check out NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IG, all over the socials. You know that. Earn and Fal Australia, World Wrestling Australia. Uh, go check them out. World Wrestling Australia on YouTube, NFL Australia on all your podcast apps. Rate and review us on your podcast app. Go on. I don't ask for much. Got to help me compete with Bogey and Co. Somehow, don't you? NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. And Manscaped. Use the code Australia. You heard that earlier. Get the uh, performance package. That's awesome. Uh, 20% off free shipping with the code Australia. TheDailyLiquor.com. Get a free six-up when you order some booze from TheDailyLiquor.com. With the code Australia if you're in Melbourne. Boom. Check it out. Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code Australia. Get 20% off that too. All right. Big thanks go to From Ozzo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats. Their album Running Out of Time's out now. They're awesome. And Joshua Deladurantis. Fascinated. Goldmines. Ramshackle Army. Iowa. Sex Jedi. Green, green, green. And Dozers. Thanks for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Uh, smash them on Bandcamp, Triple Down Earth, Facey, Apple Music. However you listen to your tunes or follow your bands, do that. NBA Australia support Australian bands, so should you. All right, uh, we'll close out the week with a classic cooking with Bainsey. It's been a fun week. Bit up and down. My neck's still fucked, so uh, I don't know. Hopefully, got to go for an MRI now. But the uh, CT scan sort of came back. Nothing too serious, so fingers crossed she's all right. See how we go with the... Uh, other scam. All right, we'll catch you on Monday. Dickhead's <laughs> probably pretty dusty. Hopefully we win the, uh, let's go the John Curtin and the big day not out. We'll win the entire fucking thing. What do you reckon? Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Right, this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And, little Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron 
Bangers Beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, g'day. Oh, g'day. Oh, look at yourself. Yes, g'day, Cheryl. I always see you down the front. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, come on. Set. Yeah, it's settled down. Thanks very much. Yes. Welcome to Cooking with Bainesy. I'm your host, Aaron. Bangers, Bains. And uh, look, in this here episode, we are going to whip up one of my all-time absolute Aussie favourites. It's going to blow your mind. You can have it whenever. It's an absolute bloody treat. It is the classic party pie. Yeah, that's right. We're going to cook up some party pies for you on this episode of Cooking with Bainesy. Now, I love me some party pies. They're easy as, mate. Definitely helps keep up this physique, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I reckon I probably put away about 40 of these buggers per week, eh? Easy, easy, easy. All right, so, so, so. All right, you ready? So it's bloody simple, mate. Yes, all you got to do is go down to your local soupy and just grab a box of party pies of whatever takes your fancy. Because look, now, I like the round ones and you can get a pack of 24 of patties, but... I do also like the 4 and 20 party pies, which come in those rectangles. They're a bit easier to eat because you can just grab the end and you're not going to burn your tongue. So whatever you prefer, just don't fuck around with the party packs. The sausage rolls are absolutely bloody rubbish. So, now, it's bloody simple. Just uh, preheat your oven to 250 degrees or as hot as you bloody well want. Dump all 24 of your party pies. Don't screw around and only do 12 or half of them or whatever. Put all 24 out there because you're going to eat all of them. Trust me, you're going to eat all of them. When she's all heated up, your oven, put your tray in there. Just, I don't know, look at the back of the package. See that it says 30 minutes. Now, go crack a tin. Sit back. Hang out. Once they're done, grab them out. Load them up with a bit of tomato sauce. And Bob's your bloody uncle. That is awesome, isn't it? Just look at it now. Look, 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 look. This is very important. Give them a second to cool down. You probably have to only bite like the edge of one of them to open it up to, just to see how hot it is. Because otherwise, you'll burn your bloody tongue because the insides of these buggers are like bloody molten lava, eh? So grab yourself another tin. Uh, wait for them to cool down just a little bit so they're not bloody molten lava. Then get your bloody munch on. Oh, oh there you go. Look, oh, look at this one. That's an absolute bloody ripper. The best bit is... These are as good as anything for any occasion. You got mates coming around, party pies. Misses with some of her mates, party pies. Kids' birthday, party pies. Getting home shit faced after a night out on the turps, party pies. Easy. They're just bloody delicious, mate. All right, look, I'm just going to munch in this. I'll probably cook up enough of them for all of you. Look at this. Here we go. Oh, how easy is that? Love it. All right, so get into the party pies. And that's it for this week. How easy. All right, tune in next week for a new recipe. And we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainesy.